This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Saturday 27th of August 2022. This is episode 224. Uh, how how are we doing, David? I mean, for me, I saw, I don't know if you saw this actually, uh, as a bunch of men yanking an enormous python out from underneath the car on my walk home from school on Friday. Uh, today. Who knows what treat Sunday is going to have in store for me? Uh, what is up with you? I'm, so, I'm sorry, you, you, you saw a what and a what? What did you say? It's your WhatsApp. You didn't look at it, did you? I don't know. I haven't really been. No, I've. I just got back on the oh, show. Well, this is going to. This will be a great uh, opening to the show. So, in our NJPW group chat, yes. WhatsApp. If you open that up, I sent a video. At uh, it was about just before 10 p.m. my got time. It. So got it. Okay, I see uh, a tube in a car. All right. Let's see. I'm going to press play. Oh, fuck, that's a snake. What the fuck? That's a fucking... That's a massive fucking snake. Snake. Snake and snake. Holy shit, that was in a car? Like, yeah, I, so I was just walking home from school. I stopped to get a coffee, and I saw a crowd of people with these bunch of guys pulling a tube out from under cars. I, like, I wonder what's going on there. Went to have a look. Oh, it's a, it's a python. <laughs> it was so big, I was looking around for... John Voigt and Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube to be uh, doing battle with it. But no, this, this is one of these things that might seem really bizarre, but for Thailand, it's like kind of normal. There was like, mm. even one guy had his young child <laughs> right out the front. Hey, look at this. Check this out. <laughs> My God. This thing is massive. Holy shit. My God. And there's just guys that are just like, all right, I'm just going to pull it out. <laughs> What? And then the one guy, yeah, well, the, in the white, he goes over. He has no fear. Oh my god! Everybody, oh, well, yeah, well it's, a couple of them are run. To be fair, right? They, if if it was a a venomous snake, like if it was a king cobra, I would be legging it down the street. I wouldn't have gone anywhere near that. But given that it was a python, they're not venomous. I think so. <laughs> no danger. We're fine unless you're a small rodent. Then pythons okay. are cute and cuddly. Are they? <laughs> I don't think they are. I, don't <laughs> I, don't I might have confused them with cats. <laughs> maybe. I think maybe it did. Because I would not want any... Po- Actually, I take that back. I did have a rather large snake wrapped around me in a... We went to like this... Uh, kind of like a zoo or reserve. I don't know what the fuck. But they had like snakes and you could wrap them around you and take a picture. I did that. So I can't be that a- a scared... But uh, yeah, fuck, that's huge, man. That's like, like Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Probably yeah, bigger. Damien's been on hard times since. Yes. Uh, Hiding in cars. I stole that joke. I think it was Neil David said that joke. Neil, I'm sorry if you're listening. Oh, all right, Neil. Neil, Neil, orange peel. All right. Uh, how we doing? We're good? You're, uh, you're, you're doing all right, all things considered, except that fucking hole in your stomach. You're fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a duodenal ulcer. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Probably 
uh, all the copious amounts of cider and chili and coffee that I've been consuming over the summer holiday. Um, so yeah, I had an endoscopy today. It was I didn't feel anything. They they gave me a sedative and I just right. woke up two hours later and they're like, oh, you're up. Here's a hot chocolate. Off you go. So could have been worse. It was the one that goes in your mouth, not up your bum. Ah. So, which was a bit disappointing for me, but <laughs> I can't have everything. Right. I was about to say, how would they put it in your butt? They would just shoot it across the room because it's so fucking bit right in. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when I had to get changed, like you got to take all your clothes off and put on the special robes and stuff, and the trousers yeah. had the flap at the back, you know, where they can lift it up to get sure. full access to your backside. So I was like, oh great, <laughs> they are going to do this one after all. And then, no, it was not the case. So maybe next. Well, time. How do you know that? How do you know? You don't know. That's they true. Well, they sprayed they sprayed my throat with anaesthetic. Maybe that was just a diversion. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you're it's out. Misdirections. <laughs> little hocus pocus. Yeah, you don't know. You're out. They could have they could have shoved their whole fucking foot in your ass and you wouldn't have known. I mean, you might be a little sore right now, but you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I think what you should do is you should just reach around there and see if you can pull anything out. They might have put something up there. Yeah, at least it's watch or something still out there. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. A shoe, <laughs> car keys. Ah, uh, I've heard worse. Python, uh, gerbil. What? <laughs> oh, look. All right. Um, boy, right now I'm I'm very nervous though, uh, Joel, because uh, as I'm looking at the. Our, our recording platform, it sounds like it's recording, and it feels like it's recording, but I don't see my uh, my wavelengths moving. I see yours. I don't see mine. So I got a green check mark. I got a past grade. So let's fucking hope this thing works. If it doesn't, then it's no biggie because that's just crap anyway, isn't it? Who yeah. cares? It'll be the show that never airs, but that's how we'll bill it as. We'll just be like... Oh, we had a show, but we can't possibly air it because we <laughs> released information we shouldn't have. Make it all fucking good and have everybody have everybody be like, "Well, I wonder what it is." Oh, please tell us. Well, look, nothing, nothing's going on in the world of wrestling, and I have re- recently been sedated several hours ago, so it's going to be a fucking mess anyway. So, yeah, never mind. Fuck it, whatever. All right, all right, uh, there, uh, sedated Joel. Uh, you're driving the boat. <laughs> Seems safe. <laughs> uh, okay, where should we go first? Um, I, I know you're not a big TV watcher, Damon, but I've been very excited this week because we got to see the first episode of House of the Dragon. I don't know if you're aware of this. This is the new prequel series from the Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire universe. Um, it was a very strong start. I enjoyed the first episode a lot, but... I, I do have a bit of a chip on my shoulder today. Uh, this was, Andrew from the Discord shared this with me. Now, there is a character in one of these books, the Sworn Sword, the Sworn Sword novella, who I think is not getting half of the critical acclaim that he deserves. I'm going to send a new link to this character. It's a real character from the book, statement. Okay. I'll send this to you. Please tell us his name. Maybe just read the first introductory sentence for us. All right. I'm uh, excited. Let's see here. Here it is. All right. All right. That's uh, Wilbert Osprey. Os Gray? Wilbert Osgray. 
Sir Wilbert Osprey is also known as the Little Lion. Was a knight, House of Osprey, during the reign of. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds familiar. Well, yeah, I, I, you're probably sick of the Wilbert Osprey discourse at this point. Now, look, you don't have to like Will Osprey as a person because I know <laughs> there's plenty of people out there who think he's a wanker. He's always getting buried in our Discord, but. If you can't acknowledge the fact that Will Osgray is one of the best knights in the world right now, you're either arguing in bad faith or you're an idiot who doesn't understand and appreciate a great warrior when you see one. And I personally, Damon, I'm disgusted that his incredible underdog performance against King of the Rock, Lancet or Lannister IV in the GRM Climax didn't get the praise that it should have just because just there weren't any cheering fans there. And look, I can just go on the internet now and open his joust match profile <laughs> to show you how good he is, right? Let's look at his tawny star ratings. Okay, versus Sir Robert Ashford, four and three quarter stars. Sir Braxton Beesbury, four and a half stars. Sir Colin Florent, five stars. Sir Eustace Hightower, four and three quarter stars. So Oliver Oakhart, five and quarter stars. So Ryan Redwine, four and a half stars. So Samuel Tarly, four and three quarter stars. These performances speak for themselves, Damon. And, and I know the voices of Jousting Discord and uh, Lord Davos Malcolm from the Westeros Observer Newsletter tend to ramble great down people's throats. But at the very least, if you can't recognize his case as Jouster of the Year, you're lost. <laughs> I feel like I've been here before. I feel, I feel, I feel that uncomfortability again. <laughs> oh, come on, we, we're trying. All, to... all the meme accounts are going to be after me at Robert Baratheon's belly, <laughs> at Theon Greyjoy's cock. They're all just going to be in my mentions now. Oh, what have I done? You, you've ruined yourself again. Why do you do this? You just walk out there with a strapped with with explosives, and you just walk in the room. Terrible. Unbelievable. Oh. All right. Uh, actual wrestling talk. Then. So I don't know if you saw this one. So Spannerhead says, continue the discussion Tom Lawler brought up. Did you hear this thing about Tom Lawler's game that he was playing on the tour bus during the no. G1? Uh-uh. What was he playing? But he and the boy. Okay. Let me get the quote exactly right. I don't want to misquote it here. So he and the boys during the G1 Climax tour, as they're traveling from town to town, they played a game of who could CM Punk actually beat in a UFC fight. <laughs> okay. All right. So Spannerhead would like us to say, who in New Japan do you think Punk could actually beat in the octagon? All right. Let's think. I mean, hmm. I mean, there has to be someone with literally no fighting experience, right? Uh, who who could who could CM Punk legitimately? Is he is he beating anyone from this year's G one lineup? Udro CM Punk versus Udro. No, I bet you Udro sneaky. He probably knows more fucking shit than than half the roster. Like I uh, no, I don't trust him. Maybe ELP. ELP is very good at dick punches. Oh no, you're not allowed to do dick punches, though, are you? Right. That's banned in UFC. I, I, are you allowed I mean, to do nipple, purple, purple nipples <laughs> and back breaks? True. Is that allowed? That's that's true. You could you could. Uh, I don't see why not. <laughs> Imagine that in a UFC fight, Conor McGregor. Uh, that might be one. I'll go. Also, how about uh, could CM Punk beat David Finley? 
no, I think Finley's a lot fitter and healthier and stronger. Probably right. How about Juice? Legit fight. No. No, I think CM Punk can beat Juice. In a legit no, fight. I'm, I'm really into that. Do you think we can get that booked? Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> right. But seriously, though, like at least Punk has some MMA training, right? Um, Juice you from see what, his fights? What's that? <laughs> yes, I have. his fights? <laughs> I mean, he, again, he's had training. He doesn't necessarily he used that training in the ring. Uh, he was in the room when the training was being delivered. So. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I would say I would put money on Punk versus Juice. I would. I would. Do you think do you really think Juice could beat Punk in a legit straight up fight? Yep. Okay. He's got that vicious left hand. <laughs> Stop it. Uh all right. Well I'm gonna go there. Um Folly? No, I think Folly would squash him. Um Chase? Chase Owens? Mm. No, I'd, I'd, I'd pick Chase in that one. Wow. Okay. So basically, you're saying no one could beat CM Punk, or everyone <laughs> no could beat CM Punk. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm picking the whole New Japan roster, I'm starting to look at the dads basically, and I'm thinking CM Punk versus Tenzan. <laughs> dads would no, but me, no, in a real fight right about now. No, in a real fight. Oh, Naito, Naito. What about Punk versus Naito? Naito would tear him. I don't think Naito could handle himself in a real fight. Oh, I think so. You don't think he could handle himself in a real fight? Yeah, I think he could. No, with his fucked up eye and fucked up knees, no. What, what do you think Punk has? <laughs> Punk's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, He's got the jujits. It's like the, the battle of the receding hairlines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... <sighs> uh, no, I think Naito beats in a in a what, legit what do you think fight. A, a, what does a shoot fight between CM Punk and Jonah look like? Oh, I think Jonah would fucking destroy him. Absolutely flatten him, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes. Um. Obviously, Tom Lawler is destroying him. Um. Hiroshi Tanahashi. In a real fight against CM Punk, who wins? That's, that's that's quite an even one, I would say. That was very difficult to call. Yeah, I'd say they go they go the distance. We're going to the judges' scorecard okay, there. Judges, okay, all right, all right. Uh, We're still the last three minutes of the match is just them sort of laying on top of each other, <laughs> gasping for breath, staring at the <laughs> clock. <laughs> um. How about Jay White? No chance. Jay White would destroy him. You think Jay White would destroy him? Youth. Yeah. He's got a little youth. Right? The abs. <laughs> and abs. But Jay White's got that farm strength, you know? He's yeah. That's true. And- that's true. That's true. All right. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, CM Punk. Straight up. <laughs> Chris Charlton. Chris Charlton. Man. Now we're talking. Now, yeah, now, we're now, now it's an even fight. Okay. 
All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. That was yep. uh, the Super Show cast. Isn't it? <laughs> Actually, uh, okay. Um, the best discussion we've had in months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in last week's massage talk anyway um okay so uh, actual wrestling that occurred uh, there was a, a pretty good match in the week actually which was uh, free on youtube this was Doki versus l lindemann for the g-rex title at uh glate g pro wrestling version 31 mm-hmm. Hall. this is on the 24th so it's free on youtube so anyone can check it out uh, and i would recommend that people do it because this was a very enjoyable main event and i think it says a lot about Doki, how often we're seeing him popping up in these showcase matches for events like this, you know, stuff like Takataichi Mania. Because now he's a guy you can depend on to deliver a quality match, which he did here. And really great stuff, tremendous sequences between the grappling, the, the pinning combinations, good submission transitions, uh, the Doki bomb, which every single time he does that, his opponent always fails to catch him and he lands flat on his ass. Uh, it was no different here. <laughs> no one ever manages to catch him. But even though he lost this, uh, L. Lindemann successfully retained. But I think it's another feather in Doki's cap. I think he's continuing to build a really great portfolio of matches, build up that cachet with pervert fans like us who, who watch this nonsense. And in my opinion, I think that makes him worthy of an eventual IWGP junior heavyweight title run. And I'm not saying now, maybe not next year, maybe not even the year after that. I think this one would have to be a slow burn. And I think someone like El Desperado would be a decent comparison where he's got this you know, big, lovable, scumbag, scrappy underdog, babyface energy that we're just starting to tap into. I think it's got a lot of potential. Uh, as for Lindemann, he's great. I really hope we see him back in the New Japan junior division soon because I think he he's what the junior division needs right now. Someone like him, not Kushida. So we've got a question here. Andrew says, Doki and Lindemann absolutely killed it in Glate's recent Korokon Hall main event. Is there any reason these two shouldn't be getting junior title shots in New Japan to inject some fresh blood into the title picture? Well, here's the thing. So Doki is, he he might be one of those guys that are like put in a position and maybe the best position from a, I can work independence, I can work New Japan, than, than most of the roster. Because it's not like they're protecting him in New Japan, right? It's not like he's a guy who can't lose to anyone on the roster, but he can also get wins, which is, Nice. Okay, so we're we're a, we're a five hundred hitter. We're 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 you know even Steven, which means he can go to other promotions, right? Which is no sweat off of New Japan's back. He can lose and still have great matches, right? Like that's a to me that's one of the most valuable pieces of a pro wrestling promotion are guys like that. Guys that can they're not built up strong enough so that they are untouchable yet on the other hand they're got a name and whether that's through just grinding it out whether that's getting a couple big wins he's a name enough so that he can headline these you know smaller independent shows uh and still be able to put on great main events and lose with no harm, no foul. Uh, like that's a so he's not, not going to pull a Thunder Rose then. He's not going to turn up and be like, "Oh, my leg hurts. I'm not doing the job. Sorry. See you in a few months." Oh, is that what that was? Okay, okay. Look at look at look at Joe with the scoop. <laughs> is that right? She's uh not wanting to not wanting to, to lie down, huh? 
that is what I've heard. Yes. Wow! Look at you. You have all the inside scoop. Who was that, Lanza? Of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's been verified by others as well. Actually, I think right. Joe probably came up with it first. Doesn't get the respect he deserves for those scoops. He talks to a lot of people. I'm telling you, he talks to a lot of people. Not only a lot of people. Period. You know, like he like from all promotions. Look, he's an inside track guy. He's a, he's a he's a mover and a shaker. He's a body maker. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Please continue. Okay, so that was uh, Doki and L. Lindemann. Let's talk a bit about, uh, again, <laughs> Will Ospreay. So <laughs> did you see this Dynamite match, the trios match? So his team with Aussie Open defeated the Death Triangle team. So they are into the next round where they will face Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So... We are looking at the mouth-watering prospect of Osprey and Omega finally squaring off in the ring. Uh, first of all, did you see that trios match? What did you think of it? I did. I liked it a lot. It was fun. It was a, for a TV match. Like that's all action. You know, what I mean, that was that one spot. Except when they got to do the ad breaks. That's the one. I just that's yeah. why the, the US wrestling TV stuff doesn't end with me because they've just got a slap on a chin lock when the ads come up. It just really takes me out of it. But aside from that, and aside from the Kip Saban stuff, <laughs> the parts of it I liked. But yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Osprey's team win, actually, because I didn't think they would move this quickly with the Osprey Omega program. I mean, so obviously they're facing each other in the next round. Do you think they actually are in the ring together and exchange moves or do you think they're going to keep them apart? Uh, I think they'll be in the ring together just to, to at the very least, tease the future because I think that's where we're heading, right? I mean, I think it's the handwriting's on the wall. Um, and that's exciting to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, that the prospect of that singles match, that's real nice. Now, they fought before in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not a completely new, unique match. But in, in this day and age, is there such a thing? Um, I, I'm i excited for it. I truly am. Because if that's the, the direction that they're going, which it seems like it is, how can anybody complain about that? Although it does meld the two pro wrestlers that probably get the most <laughs> grief from, from quote uh, purists but man i don't i don't i don't, i think those matches will be fantastic dr gary says assuming we're getting omega osprey where do you think it happens who do you think cares more japanese fans or american fans hmm. i don't think i don't think one over the other really i think it's i said it last week i said you book that bill you book that main main event and you build even halfway properly, it's going to sell. I mean, seriously, don't you, I mean that's that's a that's a matchup people want to see. Um, you could put that in the dome. You could put that in the dome, no problem whatsoever. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we're waiting for that. Um, I mean, it is September. I mean, almost September, but it's let's just call it September. I got a couple of months, not that long. We're in dome season. I would not be surprised. 
Andrew says, I enjoyed the comparison of Omega versus Osprey and agreed with Damon that it's an interesting discussion to compare people. But I hear enough about those two. Please get comparison Damon to do Tanahashi versus Okada or Naito versus Jay or Kanemaru versus Taguchi or some other interesting pairing for comparisons. <laughs> Could you pick two wrestlers, uh, maybe at random, and compare them? All right. Go ahead. Give me them. Okay. Uh, let's, let's take the first one then, Tanahashi and Okada. Okay. Like, who's better? Is that what we're doing here? Uh, I'm imagining some sort of top trump scenario. We're, you know, comparing who's got the, the best hair, the best outfit, the best music, the best wrestling moves, the best drawing ability, the best uh, <laughs> resume of matches. I mean, look, to me, Hiroshi Tanahashi is one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Period. End of sentence. Um, in the same breath, how can you hand wave Okada? There, there are, there are, what seven matches that you can dip your toes into and just completely immerse yourself in the greatness that is pro wrestling. It's one of the greatest pro wrestling feuds of all time. Those two. Um, who's better? I tell you what. Not for nothing that. Oh, that that robe that Okano, Okada wears now, love it, fucking love it. So much better than that. What did you describe the cup of soup? <laughs> fucking, oh, I hated that thing. The fucking with the with the uh, the what was it the black light? Ugh, I hated that thing. Um, but I like the robe. I like the robe. Robe. It looks regal. Looks good. Um, I mean, who's better? Wow, who's better? Who's better, Joel? If both their careers, if they were both just call it day tomorrow, yeah, then I think Tanahashi edges it. But if you ask me to prognosticate, look into the future and say when they've both hung up their boots, obviously I would be assuming that Okada wrestles for longer and has more highs left. So... I would say by the end of their respective careers, Okada might have just picked him, but it'd be very close. Here's it was my, just here's different my... times, wasn't it? Like yeah, doing it during bit. you know the dark Okada basically helping to lift New Japan into the boom period of like you know the late 2010s. Like if you're taking their entire body of work to this date, right? So Okada. And again, I, I'm not doing any like research right now. Like I'm not digging online. I remember, but just off the top of my head, it feels to me that Okada has the edge when it comes to in-ring performance, like matches as a whole, right? Like, so Okada has not only you know the stuff with Tanahashi. He has the stuff with Kenny. He has the stuff with Will. He has the stuff with you know. There, AJ, AJ, um, like there's a lot of fucking shit that, that he has done. Now, that's not to say Tanahashi hasn't, because Tanahashi also has Okada. Um, he also has a little, a little program with 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 Okada. Um, that's tough. That really is a tough one. I would say Tanahashi. 
But honestly, if you ask me tomorrow, I could easily say Okada. I just do one more. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> you want to do another one? Yes. Okay, uh, let's do the next one then. Naito and Jay White. Hmm. So, both... So, Naito's had two cracks at the title, right? As did... Yes. As does Jay White. Jay White has two, mm-hmm. right? This is the second. Okay. Yes. All right. I personally think... Naito's had better main event matches. You look at that G1 final against Kenny. Outstanding. Even that entire tournament for him was really good. Um, his matches with Ibushi. Some fucking great matches. And Jay has had great matches, but they're different style matches. Um, I would go Naito. And I think Naito's bigger, like, and I don't know if 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 it's the same now, but like Naito going into like that dome, uh, with Okada main eventing, like I don't think there was anybody hotter in the in the promotion, and I don't know if Jay White can say the same, right? I don't think there's any time like they may have pushed him and 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 tried to make him this, but I don't think he's ever reached the level of. I don't know. You know, if popularity is is the word, but maybe popularity is of Naito. Um, I think, and and again, people can hand wave it, but I don't think Jay White sniffs merch sales with Naito. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't even think it's a it's a it's an argument you can make. Um, I go, I'll go Naito. Yeah, I would also go for Naito. Although Jay, again, he's got time on his side. So the he same does. caveat would apply there. That by the time Jay's career said and done, who knows what he'd achieve because he's got the world at his feet right now. Um, but at the moment, I would say Naito comfortably ahead. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Ten years right, down, one more, one more, one more. A very different conversation. <laughs> one more. <laughs> uh, Taguchi and Kanemaru. <sighs> You know, Kanemaru was was a decent deal in in Noah. Um, and Taguchi, I mean, I would take Kanemaru's body of work in New Japan over Taguchi's. Yes, but in terms of historical significance, lest we forget that Taguchi is indirectly responsible for the creation of the Bullet Club. Mm. Mm. I don't, I'm not saying it was his idea. He's sitting around with Dev. He's like, yeah. oh, De- Dev, I've got this great idea. But you know what, though? I did like that tag team a lot. <sighs> Funky weapon. Um, Apollo Gogo, wasn't it? Yeah. Or people in the States, Apollo 55. Apollo 55. I know I got schooled on that when uh, I did the, the podcast with Chris Charlton. I was like, Apollo, go, go. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, if you're just talking about New Japan body of work, 
I think Taguchi gets it. But because here's the thing, Kanemaru is consistently good at a at a level, and Taguchi, especially in in more recent times, has peaks and valleys. Like there's times where you're just like, okay, I'm I'm over. Okay, we get it. You got a ass that's made out of fucking lead. Okay. Um. But there are there are plenty of of times where you can point a finger and be like, Taguchi, in in best of the Super Juniors, turns it on. In certain times. I still that one's tough because maybe consistency is is better than dizzying highs and low lows. Maybe I go Kanemaru. I'm going to go Kanemaru. Yeah, I think if we're looking at wrestling as a whole, not just New Japan, I would also go for Kanemaru. Mm-hmm. But it's, inter- it's an interesting comparison because they're both at similar points in their career yeah. right now. Um, I would say 2022, if you're choosing which one of these guys can, who's getting the tap on the shoulder, if you need the big main event. Right. I would say Kanemaru at this point. I think he's having a low-key, really good year, actually. Okay, let's do this. Who's better? Rich Krejci, Joe Lanza. Don't make me choose between my two dads. I won't do it. <laughs> Who's? I'll tell you this. Rich Krejci is underrated in the sense that like there is a there's a glue that he has. Like it's almost kind of like uh <clears throat> you know the a, a comedy duo where you have a straight guy and you have um the the wacky guy, you know? Uh, I don't mean straight sexually. I mean straight, just kind of driving the boat. And I think Rich is very underrated in that. Very underrated. Um, and I kind of like also, the- also Rich, Rich is the guy who sends us the money every. That's month, a good so. point too. So yes, I like Rich, but <laughs> whoever writes the check, that's what I. That's that's a, my favorite one. That's a, my favorite one. I don't know why I just turned into uh, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Okay. All right. Where, what else? You okay. What else? You, what, what other games we got? <laughs> Multiverse A says after his matches with Ricky Knight Jr. in RevPro and the trios match on Dynamite, Osprey mm-hmm. has seven matches this year. That Uncle Dave has given at least five stars. Where does Will's year rank on the list of all-time great years? Also, does New Japan or AEW get Omega versus Osprey? When we talked about that before. I think they both get it. I think we'll yeah. get. One in Japan where Osprey wins and one in the US where Omega wins. But yeah, where would you rank this? I mean, the crazy thing, and we did have this talk last week, so I don't want to go into too much like rehashing it again. But the crazy thing about Osprey and the year he's having is he was very sick and out of action for a big chunk of it. But it's still sort of stacking up to other great years, isn't it? It's... It's going under the radar, unfortunately. Like, I don't think people are giving him enough praise for the output he is delivering. Um, like, he's he's in beast mode right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's like it feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder. That's good. I love that. Um, that he wants to go out there and be like, okay, fuck you. I'm having a great match. I don't care who's in the ring with me. Right? And I don't care what jet lag I have. And I don't give a, you know what I mean? Like and he like that last week is pretty amazing considering G one. Then he d- goes over the Rev Pro has a pretty great match, um, and then hops back on a plane and goes to AEW for a, a bit. That's pretty great. 
He's having a hell of a fucking year. Um, and I think it's I think people are are undervaluing it. Um, and I think part of that, unfortunately, is a lot of that greatness happened in a New Japan ring where it feels like maybe not everyone is tuning in for those moments. Um, I mean, I think there are are hardcore pro wrestling fans that are that will watch anything that have seen it and are are singing those praises. But I just think that the general pro wrestling buzz um it's hurt because some of this stuff has happened or a lot of this stuff has happened in a new Japan ring where people aren't following as religiously. I hate to say that, but that seems to me the only logical explanation. Imran Art says, will the AEW title be defended at Wrestle Kingdom? Why not? <laughs> right? I think if it stays on John Moxley, I think that increases the likelihood of that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what AEW's schedule, schedule looks like um, during that time frame. But as we well know, there are these things called airplanes uh, that can travel people to and fro rather quickly. So to me, it's really about who wants to go and who wants to pay, who wants to payday. Um, I think, I think where, where would it slot on the card though? So remember that wrestling team to now is only one night. Right. How high on the card does the AEW title go? Depends on who has it and what the, what the match is. Honestly. Okay, well, let's just say I'm just throwing one out there at random. Let's say Mox versus Naito. That's high. That's not fourth match on the show. Um, that's 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 post intermission. Yeah, has to be right. It's, this is not the Ring of Honor title. You know, what I mean, this is not you know, who you know, whoever is holding the Ring of Honor title. No disrespect, but you know, uh, well, you know what though? Now I'm. I mean, I think you might even see that. You might even see Ring of Honor being t- defended on that same show with, with Claudio holding it. I don't. I don't see why not. Um, but the, I, but I think the AEW title that type of match, Naito and and Moxley, yeah, that's going to be high up on the show. If it does turn out to be Naito versus Moxley, you heard it here first. <laughs> that's not a pastrami sandwich. That's just, that's just me throwing random shit at all. Oh, yeah. um, okay, let's talk about some of the cards that have been announced for the upcoming Burning Spirit tour Oof. we have in Japan. Now, of course, we have two shows with cheering to look forward to. Yes. So those will be in Korakuen Hall, Monday, September 5th, and Tuesday, September the 6th. And... The first show, we are opening up. So this is the first New Japan match. I say post-pandemic, but you know what I mean. Where cheering is allowed. Singles match. Have you seen this one, by the way? No. Okay. Minoru Suzuki, which, you know, smart. You know, Kazanina Ray, all that. Yep. Fans can sing along. His opponent. And would you agree that this is a huge spot? Whoever his opponent is, that's a, a huge accolade to you know be chosen to be the first person yes for the cheering right okay his opponent bad dude tito wow uh-huh. yeah i'm just listen that's a that's like that's a great spot for him 
It's fantastic. He's going to get murdered, but it's, that's a great spot. He should win. He should win. Oh, Tito should win. Imagine that. Imagine the response from a vocal, cor- well, half full Coracle crowd if Tito pulls off the upset. <sighs> he won't, but he should. He should. That would be. I'm telling you what. If they did it right, if they did it right, that would be amazing because you know that place would go batshit crazy. That would be so fucking fun. They won't do it because they want to. What do you think? Give me a chance. Give me, give me something here. Twenty five percent. Or less? Less. I would uh, I'd give it a five. <laughs> I honestly think that's being generous. I mean, I am the high man in the room when it comes to Badu Tito. So I've been singing his praises since day one when he appeared in New Japan Strong. But what a yeah, spot. That's a good spot. I, I, You know what? I don't miss, Damon. I do not miss with these. You don't. You are the strong. You're like the... the um, I'm not going to call you Strong Scout, Joel. Strong Yes. Not Strong Darmus. Not Strong Darmus. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. If there, were, if there were a place where I could put down a bet, put down a little odds, you know, put down a little, uh, little action on it, I would put money on Bad Luck Tito to get the win. I would do it because the odds is you're like less than a twenty five percent chance at it this. It's bad dudes, Tito, not well, bad luck, Tito. Oh, did I say bad luck? I'm sorry. On the name. <laughs> oh, all these bad. Everything's bad. Sorry, my my. my yeah, so bad news, Tito bad against Minoru Suzuki. All right, there's bad news. There's bad luck. All right, bad news. Bad breath. Bad. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, bad. <laughs> bad breath, Robinson. Um. I want to know. Uh, I would take the bet. I would take that bet. Absolutely. For bad dude, Tito Santana. Uh, we got some new fresh faces joining this tour. We've got uh, Hikuleo. He's back. Oh. Shane Haste will be joining up with TMDK. And we also have the new member of United Empire. Have you seen who this is? Lord Gideon, right? Am I wrong? Uh-huh. Yeah. What a treat. What a treat. I am excited about this. Now, I, I will say this has been mooted again. I think this was Andrew in the Discord has suggested that it might be a ruse where he is actually replaced by Yota Suji as a new member of United Empire. And I don't know if that will turn out to be the case, but I'll just take it at face value that it is Gideon Gray. I'm really looking forward to this because I like Gideon Gray a lot. Me too. I think uh, here's the thing too. Like how many times does... A and I'll put in air quotes a manager get a opportunity like that, you know, to especially for New Japan. Um, I mean, you you know, you'll have different ancillary people like uh, um, Callus, but you know, he would do triple duty between color commentating and all that shit. Um, I love it. Good for him. I know he's been waiting a long time for that. It's not like, uh, you know, that's 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 a nice little feather in his cap. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Good job. Yeah, he's done such tremendous work helping out the young lions that I sent over to Excursion in the UK. 
Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what is going on behind the scenes. For all I know, you know, he might be a huge help behind the scenes as well. But in the ring, at the very least, when he's there being the hype man for guys like Okan or Suji, he's just done outstanding work. So I, I think he's going to go over really big with the Japanese fans. So I'm excited to see this personally. Uh, the other bit of news here was initially Alex Coglin was announced for this tour. Okay. And then he was quote tweeting saying, uh, I've got bad news for you guys. It turns out he's still injured. So it's going to be the DKC taking Alex Coughlin's spot. But it does raise a bit of a tricky question here. So Danny says, after some of the issues with Ibushi and now Alex Coughlin being announced for a three-week tour before having to publicly say he's not back from injury yet, does there seem to be a problem with communication in New Japan? Yes, which feels like has always happened, right? It feels It, it feels like it's always the case. Um, it's an uphill battle because they straddle the line between kayfabe and and not you know and they they just kind of are set in their ways. It feels like it's it's got to be frustrating at, at a certain point for people working there um, and having to be the the bridge of communications to the fans. Um, they don't, they don't see, they seem to, to work at their own pace. Joel. I wish I could tell you, I wish I could say something different about it, but it's like, it's, it seems correctable. It seems like it would be an easier fix. It just never does come to pass. Does it? Um, it's always an issue. <laughs> the communication at the end of the day, it's always an issue. We have some other standout matches on this tour and outside of this tour, actually. The first one is September the 11th. We've got the Yuji Nagata 30th anniversary match. So that will be a singles match against Great Okan. From what I hear, Nagata looks like he's starting to slow down a bit. So we may be seeing him corner a day sooner rather than later, but we've got this uh, singles match against Okan to look forward to. Uh, and also, we have Taichi's 20th anniversary match. Now, this is not in New Japan. This is part of... Taka Taichi Despi Mania on September 12th. So that 20th anniversary match will be Taichi teaming with Yoshitatsu against Taguchi and Hiroki Goto. So the other three in that match were also from the same New Japan Dojo class of 2002. So technically, it's actually the 20th anniversary for all of those. So wow. that, I think, will be an interesting one. And, you know, don't sleep on these Taka Taichi Mania, Taka Taichi Despi Mania cars you know that every time i've watched one i thought wow that was a fucking good show so i'm circling that one in the calendar damon september 11 right so september the 11th is in new japan that's yuji nagata against ah, okay, right. september 12th that's takataichi despi mania gotcha okay well it's a good weekend or middle of the week or whatever the fuck yeah they're usually good <laughs> yeah. uh also we have i mean i've gone through all the cards for this tour and most of them are just multi-man stuff i wouldn't say there's anything must see but looking at September the 18th in everyone's favorite Japanese city of Bipu, <laughs> it's the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Championship match. Damon, do you know who the champions are? The Never Six-Man Champions are the team of... Isn't it... I, don't, I really don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, fake fan, fake I know, fan. I'm terrible. They don't know either. Come on. Um, is it, isn't it 
I'm calling the Professor Marie Shadows right now to take over as co-host. Oh, please. Sorry, who do you think they are? I, I, I'm going to tell you. Right. Is it uh, House of Torture? No. Okay. Wrong. All right, it's... Okay, give you one more guess. It's Doc Gallows. Mm-mm. No. All right, I don't know. Tell me. Shall I tell you this, the faction? Yeah. Chaos. Oh, I know. I uh, Chaos? Oh, fuck. Oh, no, I'm thinking the strong titles that... Uh, you know what I mean? Um, chaos. Is it... It's not Yoshihashi and Goto and... Yes. Yes. And... You get oh, the third man. And... Um, Fucking, um, who's the third guy? Who's the third guy? Quato? Not Master Wato, is it? No. I don't know. Who is it? Yo. How could you forget Yo? Memorable Yo. (laughs) When did that happen? (laughs) When the fuck did that match happen? The Invisible Man. I'm telling you. You could have you could have put a gun in my mouth, and I would not have fucking gotten that answer. And I did my best to not Google. I wasn't going to cheat. Like I literally had no fucking idea, no idea. Wow. Did you know? All right now. Did, did you this know? Here's the fun bit. Did I know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I'm okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm a Shinnihon freak, David. <laughs> All right, so my next question then, who <laughs> who do you think they are going to be defending these titles against? Oh, Christ. Um, I'm only going to give you one shot here. All right, so they're going to defend the title against the team of... <sighs> Evil. Ding. Yes. Dick Togo. Yes. No. Oh, fuck. You can keep going, though. Yujiro. Ding. And show. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Who the fuck cares? Didn't we see this? I think it's fair to say that the the booking of the Never Overweight Six-Man Tag Championships has somewhat fallen down by the wayside, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Remember when you cared? (laughs) Remember that? Remember when you gave a shit? Oh, boy. Oh, well, look. That's a terrible job by me because I could not remember that they they won them back, kind of. Uh, and I don't give a shit about that. I really don't. I can't tell you. I can't, and, that's, and that's headlining one of those shows? Uh, I think it's that. No, that's the semi-man. I think the main event is uh, an elimination match. Mm. Okay. Says it all, really, doesn't it? Um, all right, how about this one then? So, this is Sunday, September 25th in Kobe World Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening match, we've got Bushi Hiromu Shingo against Hikuleo Kenta and ELP. Second match, we have the long awaited rematch, grudge match, the vengeance, Toriano against Doc Gallows. <laughs> Third match. Are you really serious? Stop, 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 yep. stop, stop, stop. They're doing that again. Oh, yes. Well, you know, somebody's getting their win back, right? You know, you know, Doc Gallows is going to hold on to that KOP, right? Well, Shingo is KOPW champion. <laughs> I, I forgot that. <laughs> that should have been your second question. Who's who holds the K- Shingo's got that? Oh, fantastic. 
What the fuck is going on with this promotion? I mean, that could be ELP. ELP getting yet another pin over Shingo. Maybe ELP is going to be the next KOPW challenger. So why, are, Ga- why are Gallows and Yano doing this again? Just for- uh, To troll us. <laughs> to annoy us as fans. <laughs> okay. Oh, fucking Christ. You can tell how, how much I fast forward through these fucking shows. <laughs> okay, well, let me stick with this card. So third match, we got Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb against Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. So that's a rematch of the tag title feud that's been going on. Right. Fourth match is Sanada and Tetsuya Naito against Dangerous Tekis, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And of mm-hmm. course, you remember that was headlining a lot of big shows last year. So this time, it's just a fourth match. Yeah. But- Interesting that they are doing a lot of these these tag matches here. I don't know if this is a precursor to something or maybe with an eye towards World Tag League, but I thought that was notable that we have in the third match or the fourth match former champions. All, all four of those teams have held the, the tag titles within the last year, I think. Yeah. All right. Quickly, who's the uh, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions? Do you know the answer to this? Yes. It's FTR. Very good. Okay. I thought that was a, that, that, that might have been a a, a monkey wrench to him. Yeah, yeah. Good job by you. You're a good right, fan. Shin home. Shin on freak. Uh, fifth match, we got Honma, Makabe, Okada against uh, Badu Tito, Shane Hayes, and Jonah. Sixth match, Kushida and Tamatonga against Taiji Shimori and Jay White. Seventh match, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with the champions. Who are the champions? Junior Tag Champions go. The junior tag team champions are um, the team of, uh, isn't it TJP and yes, uh, Akira? Yes. All right. And who do you think are going to be challenging them? The team of? Keep, keep in mind the same theme of the previous time I asked you for okay. our fresh challenges. Okay. Um how about Despi and Katamaro? No? Uh, nope. Oh, it is, I'll just t- I'll tell you, it's uh, yeah. Wato and Taguchi. So <laughs> we're just running back all the old feuds again. Uh, eighth match, we have the Never Openweight Championship match. Never champion is? That is Carl Anderson. Well done. Uh, he is defending against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And the main event of this show, we have our IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match with the champion, Will Ospreay, defending against David Finley. Now, aside from that Yano versus Dot Gallows stinker, that looks like a pretty good card to me. I think the Anderson-Tanahashi match could be very good. Um, tag title match, that might be pretty good. Mm, Os- Ospreay-Finley in the main event for the US title. I think that's going to be great. <sighs> Yeah. Let me ask you this. Would you pay money for that? Like, if that was coming to your town, would you pay money for that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends mm-hmm. how much. I would. I would. No, I think that's going to be really good. I expect good work rate from both of those lads. Okay. So for four, so for $40 US, whatever that would be in uh, your currencies, your country's currency, um, would you pay money for that? What, just that match, or would I go to the show for the that show. money? Yeah, okay. I would. I think this is pretty good, given that this is a, a B show. It is. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not so, bad. Show. I think so. Um, then, okay, so that is the Kobe World Hall show. Let's go uh, chronologically here. Let's touch on Royal Quest 2. Wow. 
all the way so across the ocean. A, I know, right? We have uh, that announced for Saturday, October 1st and Sunday, October 2nd in the Crystal Palace National Sports Centre. So the announced talent we've got so far, we have Okada, Osprey, Naito, Zach, Hiromu, FTR, Jay White, Ishii and Aussie Open have all announced for it so far. That's pretty good. Uh, Bash says, I'm off to the London show both nights. What do we think we're getting card-wise? Apart from the IWGP women's qualifier match in the sky, I'll talk about that in a moment. It would be good to see the stardom girls on the international show. Okay, I'll talk about that in a moment as well. Uh, Parker says, what are your predicted headline matches for both nights of Royal Quest 2? So given those names I've announced and given this is right between two big shows of uh, the one, well, the Burning Spirit card that I just read to you, and the Declaration of Power card, which, I mean, for the sake of context, I suppose I should say what matches are announced for that. So that will be Monday, October 10th. This is, this is what used to be King of Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Monday, October 10th in the Ryogoku Kokugi-kan. We have two matches announced for that. Special singles match, Okada versus Jonah, because Okada's decided he's not defending the briefcase anymore. <laughs> he's just told them, just put me straight in the fucking main event of Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not messing around with no briefcase this year. And they said, yes, sir. Yep. And... Not only that, but he also said, I read something on the website along the lines of, if Jonah were to beat Okada clean again, then he might get a shot at Jay White's IWGP title, which just seems incredible to me that uh, Okada's just got them all wrapped around his little finger. So we've got Okada versus Jonah in a special singles match of absolutely no consequence. And we also have the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with Tamatonga versus Jay White. So that's what we've got for... Declaration of Power. So in between Burning Spirit and Declaration of Power, we have Royal Quest 2. So given those names I've mentioned, mm. and that's Royal Quest 2, Okada, Osprey, Naito, Zach, Hiromu, FTR, JY, Ishii, Ozzy, Open, and more to come, of course. What do you think we could reasonably expect? Because I don't I don't think we're going to be getting a world title match, are we? No, I don't think so. Um, you'll probably get Mr. J. White and probably like a Hikaleo against uh, Tama Tonga and X, you know. Um, I think at best you're going to get Will in a singles match because he just seems to, that's where he's his head is. So that'll be, like, if you're going to hang your hat on the great match, the great singles match of the night, it'll be Will against somebody. Probably. Yeah, maybe Will versus Zach for the US title. Yeah. I mean, that's something that they've, they've been chatting about a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um, Zach's a guy who could lose, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, or win, for that matter. Um, yeah, I think that's... What about FDR against uh, Aussie Open for the IWGP tag titles? Do you think there's a chance of seeing that in London? Yeah. Being that... And do you think that's that's a worthy main event? I think yes. it could be. Yes. Night one. Yeah. Yep. Because Aussie Open, you know, they're... Ver- you know, it's they spent a lot of time there. So it's not like they're going to be like, who's the... They know. That's what they... You know. Uh, FTR would probably be the one that, that they would be scratching their heads over. And that's not going to be the case. Um, they'd be smart to do that. That would be a... It would be a fucking great match. I, I I don't I think I think you could do it. You know you don't need to protect anything. Yeah, that's that'd be that'd be really good actually. Um, I I think that's that's a good 
that's a good out right there. Yeah, I don't think I, I would be surprised if they delivered substandard cards for this. I think they know that the UK market is important to them and they want to put on two good shows, right? Yeah, and they had the last couple of them canceled and um yeah, I think I think they want to get off on a good foot. They definitely do. And I would also say, you know, we looked at the Forbidden Door card and thought that looked a bit lackluster, but it turned out being a great event. So even if the card is not what you'd hoped in your wildest dreams, I think, you know, a raucous London crowds, and I think the talent will want to put on a good show for them. Yeah. I think either way, even if it's a shit hot card, top to bottom, or if it's one where you're thinking, eh, you know, this is not really what I wanted, I still think it's going to be Two really good shows. I agree. Like, I think that's the mindset people have to go in. And again, I'm not going to tell you what to think, but try not to think about what's on paper because you, you are 1000% correct. Like going into Forbidden Door, you know, you know, it felt like everybody was getting hurt and changes in the card and everything. But you know what? It turned out to be great. So it, whoever's on that card is going to work their fucking tail off. Um, so don't worry about that. You're, like you're going to get great matches, no matter who's in the ring. It really feels that way. Like that's the one blessing that this this promotion has is that they have so much talent, top to bottom. That you know, just because it doesn't look good on you know, you know in your notebook or sexy on paper, don't don't hand wave. Don't hand. And maybe I should take that advice for some of these fucking new Japan shows coming up, right? <laughs> right? Maybe maybe they will be good. But I think this is a little bit different. This is a little bit, you know, we, we definitely want to put our best foot forward for this. And I think a hot crowd can make all the difference here. I think had the Forbidden Door crowd been less vociferous than they were, then maybe, you know, the wrestlers feed off the energy of the crowd, don't they? If they can hear that they are adored and appreciated by the crowd, then they're going to go that extra mile to put on a great show. So I expect the same thing to happen in London. Now, uh, with... That being said about crowds, New Japan have actually announced two more Japan shows that will allow cheering, which will be October 16th and November 2nd. They're part of the recently announced Battle Autumn 22 tour. So the October 16th show will be at 50% capacity with cheering allowed by all fans, while November 2nd will have sections that will be socially distanced and allow cheering. So are you reading anything into this, that they're sort of pushing the boat out a bit more, trying more cheering shows with different setups. They're going to look, they know that they have to find a way to get this. I don't even say work around. Like they're not going to have shows outdoors. You know, that, that window's rapidly closing. Um, they have no fucking other choice, but to find ways to make this work, they can't go on. Here's the thing. They can go on, but they don't want to go on <laughs> with this anymore. So, yeah, they're going to try and find creative ways to to meet their requirements. It's got to end sometime. <laughs> it's just got to end sometime. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, aren't there cheering and concerts at and at um, other indoor events? I could just. I don't know why is why is this taking so fucking long? It's unbelievable. 
yeah, it's extremely frustrating. And, you know, no Japan, it will be <laughs> resolved in the most roundabout, <laughs> right. convoluted way possible. Uh, so, yeah, don't hold your breath. But still, at least we have some cheering shows to look forward to that are in on the calendar. Um, okay, let's talk about historic crossover. All right. I think that's how to pronounce it. So that's Sunday, November 20th, uh, the Tokyo Ariake Arena. So this is going to be the New Japan and Stardom crossover show. So we've had some matches announced for that already. We have Suri and Tom Lawler against Julia and Zack Sabre Jr. We have Utami Hayashishita and Hiroshi Tanahashi against Maika and Hiroki Goto. And we have an eight-person tag team match with Natsupoi, Tam Nakano, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Taichi against Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, El Desperado, Doki. Now, given that we know fuck all about stardom, are we going to have to bring in reinforcements to preview and review these shows? Might be a smart idea. Might be a good idea. Uh, we might need to, once again, dust off the Super Jcast bat signal um, and put out a call for help. What I was most surprised with, and I don't know how you felt about this. I was super shocked that these matches are mixed. Like I, I, I honestly thought we would just see, you know, separate matches like we we have on, on Tokyo Dome shows or what have you. Uh, I was. They're doing it so I can't ignore them. You know, usually well, that's it. <laughs> the starter shows. I just like. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know these guys. We're going to skip them now. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but that's Joel. That's that 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 makes it skip proof, right? You you if you're going to watch this show, you're going to watch it. Um, which I think, not for nothing, I think is a, a probably a smart idea. Like if you want to grow your product, like this is how you do it. Um. I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm going to ask you, Joel. What is the general discourse of the idea of the uh, the intergender matches? I haven't heard anyone who's against it. I mean, obviously, this is a setup whereby the men can only face the men and the women can only face the women. So, for example, if... Julia tags out to Zack Sabre Jr., then Suri would also have to tag out to Tom Lawler. Mm. I believe that's how it works. So, uh, you know, we're not having situations where we're going to have men wrestling against women. So, yeah, I haven't seen any qualms about that so far. Okay, good. Uh, how do you feel about the the prospect of involving stardom in New Japan Pro Wrestling matches? I'm scared. I'm apprehensive because it's just it's giving me more work for me because I'm a lazy man. <laughs> right. And I know what I know about the current New Japan roster. And I'm, you know, in order to do my job properly as a podcast co host, I'm going to have to actually learn some stuff about these Joshi wrestlers, which I should do. You know, I, we can't ignore it anymore. This is part of New Japan now, and especially with the IWGP Women's Championship being announced, I think it would be terrible for us to just stand wave that and be like oh we're yeah. not talking about that because this is a new japan podcast and the iwgp women's champion is part of new japan right i think you're right i think you're a thousand percent right like i feel like we we can either do, listen you're talking to the guy who couldn't even name the fucking never six man champions right um so help basically. someone help us yeah we might need <laughs> school us. yeah we might need like periodically 
someone to come in and, you know, school us. We might need that. That might be our future. Um, maybe not every show. It'll be another job for Karen. She does the stardom coverage for post wrestling. Really? I'm sure there's lots of people who are into stardom. Just get, get in touch with me if you're interested. Yeah. If you're good at podcasting and you, you'd be willing to come on the show and do a bit of audio with us. Yeah. And you're not offended by dick jokes. <laughs> and farts. I can do fanny jokes as well. I'm <laughs> equal opportunity jokes. Well, well, yes. Yes. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, we're not partial to the uh, penis. We are. What? What am I saying? <laughs> what a sentence. What a sentence. Isolate that audio. Yeah. <laughs> Remix it. All right. Uh, let's stick with this historic crossover. So this is going to be distributed as a pay-per-view on New Japan World. And the first IWGP Women's Champion will be crowned at the show. So there will be a tournament to determine who will take part in that match. Quarterfinals are going to happen at both the second night of Royal Quest 2 on October 2nd and also on Stardom's October 22nd event. Semi-finals will take place at Stardom's October 23rd show. So one side of the bracket will be all Stardom talent. The other side of the bracket will be all international talent. So that's the quarterfinal match at Royal Quest 2 on the second night. So that will be Britain's Ava White, who, and I'm not going to name this person, but someone who follows the British scene, I quote, says she's awful. So I'm, I'm a awful. bit nervous already. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, against Germany's alpha female Jazzy Gabbard. And I do remember Jazzy Gabbard from the, I think it was the, the WWE women's tournament they did. Was it the the May Young Classic? I think it was. I and I, I thought she was pretty good there, actually. So I know who Jazzy Gabbard is, and I liked her. So Jazzy Gabbard, good. Ava White, don't know yet. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll out. That. yeah, we don't know. We maybe we need to do a little homework, you know. But uh, the report, so give it a chance. Give yes, it a chance. The report. Um, the winner of that match will face a, a to be announced opponent who has got a buy into the semi-finals of that October twenty-third Stardom show. So Stardom's representative from Stardom's five factions drew straws to see which four of those factions will be represented on their side of the bracket. So the four. Factions to be represented will be Stars, Queen's Quest, Donna Del Mondo, and Oedo Tire. So there you go. There's a, a bit of information for you already. Remember those faction names. So most of the Japan-based talent are going to be wrestling in their five-star Grand Prix. So the finals of the day before Royal Quest. So there's a bit of disappointment for fans going to Royal Quest that they're not going to see the full stardom roster, but of course they're going to be tied up with the their um, five-star Grand Prix. They've also announced that the champion's first title defense will take place at Wrestle Kingdom 17. And they also revealed the design for the IWGP Women's Championship belt, which is reminiscent of the the V2 for the IWGP title. So there's a lot of changes coming this way. A lot of new faces, new belts, tournaments, championships. Quite excited, actually, because, you know, people tell me how great stardom is. And if we can even just get a little taste of that for the New Japan shows it can only be a good thing. So I'm going to put aside my inherent laziness and fear of change and fear of the unknown and be quietly optimistic about this. I, I feel exactly the same way you in the sense of it's been a long time since I jumped into the stardom pool been a long time 
Uh, and like you're right, it, this has now come become more relevant to what we do. I have no room in my life <laughs> to add on a completely new promotion, factions, wrestlers, all of it. Um, but if if we're we're it's it's there. It's I mean, and it's here's the thing. I like I'm not saying that it's bad that it's there. I'm not. I'm just saying that you know, I'm uh, you know I'm stretched to the gills as it is. Um. Now on the other side, like if you put aside that feeling, like it is kind of exciting in the sense of there is this whole world that we're kind of clueless on that is rapidly becoming part of our world. Uh, I feel like to do this justice and to do this right, we will need that help, at least in the beginning. So, yeah, this show is going to change a little bit in, in the sense of just just from a what we cover and what we don't cover it it's it's something we have to cover right it's something that is important to this promotion we got to cover it um and i say that like not in a way like oh shrug my shoulders we got to do what we got to do it's 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 fucking great pro wrestling it's just something that is now we got to cover two promotions, right? Mm. Fun times ahead. <laughs> yes. Um, excitement and terror. Yes. <laughs> In excitement and terror. Yes. Because here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have. At least I feel like, okay, the joke's on me. I can't fucking name the never six man titles. Why? Because I don't give a fuck. Um, this is important to people like this promotion is important to a lot of people and and if it's going to be a part of what we talk about on a weekly basis then we need to do it right you know we we need to we we need we need to treat it like everything else and i don't know if like if like Joel, are are you going to have the guts to say that that someone that you're not familiar with, that maybe you personally don't think is that good, are you going to be able to be like, okay, that person's not good? Like, I don't know if no, I can... and I feel I can I can say that about people that I cover every week and right. I've been covering for years because right. I've got that context. I right, like I don't have the context, and I'm just waiting for like the stardom purists to, to, to destroy us <laughs> because we don't know we don't know oh, christ a whole, whole new set of people for right? me to annoy on that's what i'm saying Jesus. these fucking idiots they don't know what the fuck they're talking no we don't we have no fucking idea like but the- well, look, we've got the answer we suppose it ready we just hide behind someone else <laughs> that's it that's it okay we'll do we'll do we'll do the brian alvarez all right Person how is that we are? Yeah, you're right. Shuffle the papers, take right. it away, Karen, or right. whoever it is. Right. Exactly. 
This is exactly what's going to happen. But until we get up to speed, but that means we have to do a lot of homework. And I think, and here's the thing too, that is kind of exciting because how many fucking times do you feel like, okay, you know, you already have your opinion set on Taguchi or Watto or Tamatanga or like, it's very rare that you're going into things that, that are a little bit off the beaten path for us, right? Like it is kind of exciting. It's kind of it's it's very exciting, but in the same breath, it, it is a little terrifying in a sense of like if I were going to say like, okay, Joel, I need you. I do this. I do this fucking Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, and my co-host is no longer uh, available. Can you hop on? I need you. You're in a pit. You know what I mean? Like now you're scrambling for fucking. You know, information and or like me when I ask you about matches that have taken place on Strong. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you know, David, what, what did you think of Drew Adler's performance? Break it down. Uh, it's really great. That's wonderful. My life is very busy. Um, so, with that being said, um, we'll figure it out. But I think our goal is to do it justice. Is to do it to where people, new people will learn, will learn, um, and we have a, a authoritative voice. Um, yes, we, we have a duty to do it justice and cover it properly because we're the voice of the fans, Damon. Yes, we are. We are. We are. We are. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to be embarrassed. That's that's really the bottom line. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to feel like we did a poor job. I don't want to feel like we... I don't want to be embarrassed. So I'm embarrassed enough doing this show, let, let alone adding another layer to it that I'm really not well-versed. But we'll figure it out. But that might mean... You know, we might need to put out the bat signal. So we'll figure it out. But it's good. That's good. It is true. It's exciting. Just a little tidbit that's uh, popped up here in case you were wondering about what Marty Skirl is up to these days. <laughs> oh, he, no. He is, he is wrestling. Okay. He's been picked up by, yeah. well, <laughs> the narrative control your narrative. <laughs> I, is it control your no, narrative? I, I, I would say it's. It's worse than that. Oh. I'm going to send you on WhatsApp. All right. Let me grab my phone. I figured that would be right up his alley, right? Uh, all right. Got that. <laughs> what the fuck? Is this? Uh, oh, we're going uh, We're going south of the border here. We're going. Oh, we're going to Puerto Rico. Is that where we're going? At Senior Frogs. Not just Puerto Rico. <laughs> Senior Frogs. <laughs> which is a restaurant. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like that it's like it's like that uh chain restaurant that's in every uh Caribbean island. Yeah. Yeah, and Mexico, I believe. Yeah. Wow. You know how like a lot of the British wrestlers in their you know autobiographies and stuff, they talk about how they started off working the holiday camps, you know, wrestling in butlins in front of groups of holiday makers. This is below that. <laughs> uh well look <laughs> what are you gonna do uh it's, it's extremely like it says like the hashtag anyway. <laughs> look, look at the hashtags hashtag uh 
Senor Frogs. <laughs> right. Mexican food. Lucha Libre. <laughs> Restaurant. Hashtag drinks. Hashtag stay for the party. Hashtag come and for the food. on the cross-faced chicken wings as the waiters go past with trays of nachos. <laughs> right. right. That, those are literally the, the uh, hashtags. Hashtag uh, Puerto Rico. Hashtag Mexican food. Hashtag Lucha Libre. Hashtag restaurant. Hashtag drinks. Wow. Woo. This is, what is this? This is Summer Mayhem and Senior Frogs. Woo. All right. Look, I hope it's, I You're hope I'm going to become a Senior Frogs podcast anytime soon. Oh, so don't worry. No. But I'll tell you what. Uh, oof. This is crazy. Oh, now I'm watching an Instagram uh, video of, of your lovely wife, your lovely child, drinking a cold, refreshing drink. Uh, uh, keep watching. Okay, so on his head, it is, is, is it going to be that? She's, oh my she's god! Using oh my god! Look at that! It's balanced. Oh, he did a good job. Way to go, buddy! All right. Oh, he's walking. How's he? How's the walking doing? Is he? Oh, he's nearly. He's nearly got there. He can do like one or two steps by himself. Oh my lord! Give it. Give it till maybe <sighs> a week or two. I think he'll get it. All right. Listen. Well, you're more than welcome to stay here. <laughs> as long as you need. <laughs> All right, what else we got to right. talk about? Now, let's go from my strong son to the strong, New Japan strong. Uh, <laughs> this is something I didn't talk about last week. Okay. <laughs> Terrible segue. I'm on sedatives, don't blame me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got uh, Last week, I, did, I forgot to talk, well, we didn't have time to talk about the strong, overweight tag team championships yes. final where Aussie Open defeated you, Oemra, and Christopher Daniels. It was only 12 minutes long. But it was pretty good, you know, as far as 12-minute tag matches go. And I'm excited for Aussie Open getting those belts. I think they're the right choice to be the champions and looking forward to you know, seeing who they defend against in the future. I think they've got defence against West Coast Wrecking Crew lined up. And, you know, I think that's going to be one to watch. And But, I mean, it was hard not to watch that match and think about Carl Fredericks because that was supposed to be his spot. And I knew that something was going to go down between... Daniels and Fredericks afterwards, there was going to be a breakup and they go into a program together. And so seeing, I mean, I'm glad that you remember got it, but you know, it just, it's hard not to look at that and think, Oh, Carl, you fucked it all up for yourself. But there we go. That was the uh, tag team championships onto this week's episode of strong, where we had JR Kratos uh, defeating Drew Adler in four minutes, 43 seconds. So it looks like they're heating up Kratos. Maybe he's going to get a title shot against Fred Rossa. I don't think he's received one yet, but that I think would be a good direction to go in. The second match, we had Rocky Romero and Dax Harwood. So Dax Harwood won in 10 minutes and 26 seconds with a sharpshooter. So, you know, of course, this is a guy who's most famous for his tag achievements, but recently he's moved away from the tag action. And I think he's put together a really impressive run of singles matches. Maybe the dark horse to sneak in a few rest of the year ballots. And just really? generally... A really underappreciated wrestler who I think is low key brilliant. And Dax Harwood was also in this match. So the main event was a three way match between Hiromi Takahashi, El Desperado, and Blake Christian. So Blake Christian was the late replacement. It was supposed to be Clark Connors, but Blake Christian filled in after Clark got injured. So Despy won. He pinned Blake Christian after 19 minutes, 19 seconds with the Pinche Loco. So this was a really fun match. What you'd expect from these three guys. 
And I think Blake Christian, to me, at least, he's proved he can hang with the top boys. And again, you'll remember many, many months ago, I said I thought Blake Christian wasn't ready for this year's best of the Super Junior. And he wasn't in this year's best of the Super Junior. But I did say back then, I think he'll make the cut next year. And that is looking like yet another brilliant prediction from me. Because it seems like New Japan look like they're sowing their seeds already. He's been pushed recently by having these big matches against the, the biggest stars in the New Japan Junior Division. Uh, afterwards, Despi was saying that he would love to see Blake Christian come back for best of the Super Juniors. And he's only 25, so he's young. He's got plenty of room for improvement. I'm not saying he's the finished article by any means. He's certainly got areas he can work on. Uh, but that said, Damon, are you joining me? Are you investing in the Blake Christian best of the Super Juniors 2023 stonks? <laughs> the stonks. Um... Mm, that's tough because once again as the country opens up there's going to be opportunities for people not only on strong but all over the world um and there's only so are you saying that someone from senior frogs might make a late (laughs) run and (laughs) guess i never thought we would talk about senior frogs on this show, but look at us now. Um, that's that would be my. I mean, look, we got crossover with Glate. Why not send your frogs? <laughs> I know. Uh, it's it, it's. I can't say that I would be. You know, I, it's not like that. I wouldn't want him there because it, I would be more than fine with that. It's more of oh, are there enough spots? That's really it. Um, and that and here's the thing too. That's with. Every tournament that they hold, whether it's New Japan Cup, whether it's G1, whether it's Best of the Super Juniors, whether it's World Tag, whatever it is. It's like... Yeah, because only the cream of the crop made it in for this year's G1. <laughs> well, right. Again, people have to lose. Um, but it is that... <laughs> That's what Rock Hard Juice Robinson is there for. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii, <laughs> apparently, too. Um, <laughs> so, again, do I have a problem with him going? No. Do I have a problem with how he's going to squeeze in? I don't I wouldn't call it a problem. I just think it's a it's a good problem to have. You know, you have so much talent. Could I see him there? Yes. To answer the question, yes. Do I think he's going to be there? No, I don't. All right. Well, you can uh, save that audio. All right. We'll come back to it next when the blocks are announced. I play Christian's a funny one because, you know, when I see him wrestling against guys like Hiromu, I think, wow, this guy is really talented. He's got, you know, the world at his feet. But then I see, like, some gifts of stuff he's doing on GCW and think, oh, Jesus Christ, this is, like, shindy as hell. So I'm struggling to reconcile those things. But like I said, he is young and he will improve. So there's that. Um, okay. I, oh, there was a really good, great post-match promo by Despy that's worth checking out. He cut it in English. Uh, the gist of it was, I like USA, but I hate airplane, which hey. you can uh, surprise with. They've announced some matches for the uh, 9-11 strong tapings in Vegas. So this is now called Autumn Action. It was called Autumn Attack, yeah, but let's... maybe they didn't like the optics of Autumn Attack on 9-11. Uh, so we've got Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Utah, and Homicide versus Jay White and Good Brothers. We've got Tom Rohira Ishii versus Tom Lawler. Rocky Romero versus Shingo Takagi. And Blake Christian and Mascara Dorada versus the original Mystico and Alex Zane. So those are, I mean, more matches to come, but I think that's a pretty fun start to the Autumn 
no, autumn action. Autumn action <laughs> Please, this is my country, Jones. How dare you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Never forget. Never forget. Um, all right. I'm tired now. Are you? All right. Yeah. Can we stop? We can. We can. We can. I stopped 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not recording anymore. Fuck. <laughs> uh yeah wrap it up and uh again be be on the lookout we're 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 probably gonna reach out and touch faith when it comes to the stardom coverage so okay let me ask you a difficult question Uh, do you think do you think this person who we would like to join us for stardom coverage should be a woman um i want the best one i want the best person i don't care who it is i don't care if it's a martian um, uh, I don't, I don't know if should is the answer. I want the best person. So yeah, it doesn't matter to me. All right. That's fair. We're a meritocracy here on the super J cast to best podcasters. I just don't want another, I just don't want another British accent. That's all I want. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you, 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 you can, I, I'll be blown away. You know what I mean? I'll just be like, oh, two sexy voices. Great. And me. <laughs> extremely generous of you. Uh, all right. Anyway, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way, we would appreciate it. Discord, you can get a link for that if you send me a direct message on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super J cast. If you want to get one of our great t shirts, big thanks to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at lousyhero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Uh, there's a very good episode of Eurograps Express this week with Neil David did a, an angry Yorkshireman rant about the state of the British wrestling industry. Ooh. Worth checking out. Uh, give us a five-state review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>